Okay. Hi. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> I hope you missed me. Because I surely missed you. So, it's 2021. Brand new year. Same old me. We're still talking about diversifying our narratives with other people's perspectives in life, in a lot of other things, love, I don't know. <laughs> Time isn't real because I've been in lockdown for almost a year now, in March 13th. And since time isn't real, at least for me, I've decided that just now, by the time you are listening to this episode, if you are listening on the day it was, it was posted, which is March 1st, Welcome to 2021. The year has just started. I'm kidding. I know it's March. But um, I, I've had a lot of fun, really, trying to get my life together. So this is meant to be an interesting year, isn't it? I'm so sorry. I needed to take some water. Okay, so I am back, we are back, we're all back, into diversifying your narrative. Today's episode is going to talk about feminism, which is meant to be a really, really, really long topic. But you know, 8th of March is International Women's Day, so we are especially dedicating March, or most of March, to talking about feminism, because I know that it's a broad topic and it is sometimes a topic that is um, a little bit tedious to talk about, especially when it comes in academic um, backgrounds. But I am just trying to diversify from that. And we're going to talk about not just the surface, but we're going to dive in deep into feminism. We're going to get uncomfortable getting... I don't know how to talk. We're going to get uncomfortable talking about feminism. With that being said, I do need to make a little, a small, a short uh, trigger warning. Since we're talking about feminism, we're going to talk about uh, gender-based violence, which means there might be a mention there about um, sexual violence, but only um, only mentioned. We're not going to dive in deep into that one. With all of that being said, let's get to it. Let's talk about feminism in this episode of Diversifying Your Narrative. Okay, so I am trying just to get straight to the point with this one because it can be a little bit tedious to talk about feminism from an academic point of view. And you really, you probably have already heard a lot of feminism, so I don't want to bore you. So, let's get into the basics because we really do have to get into the basics of it. So, from the academic point of view, what is feminism? 
Feminism is about the equality of the sexes. Now, I really do have to defer from this one because I would like more, more for it to be about equality of the genders, but that has something to do with um, the branch of feminism that, that, that I am into, which we'll get to in another episode about all the branches of feminism. But the truth is that as an academic that I am, I know for sure that feminism is like a heterogeneous um, movement, theory, practice, focus, whatever you want to call it in, in any of its forms and dimensions. There is not an international or a universal consensus of what feminism is. We do have a general objective which is equality and then we have like certain specific objectives and it really depends on what branch of feminism you're talking about we're talking about sexes or we're talking about gender or we're talking about people or we're talking about anything other than that obviously there are some problematic branches that leave out um other communities But um, the most used uh, definition of feminism uh, is the liberal feminism definition, which is basically just the quality of the gender. So we'll, we'll leave it like that. So in order to do that, we need to, talk, to, to really focus it into individuals. So what makes a feminist? Well, a feminist, obviously, is someone who supports feminism. Now, this is where it gets kind of... Mm, I don't want to say problematic because it's not problematic. It can be, but it's not. It's kind of like... It differs, you know? Like, um, there's this paradigm of um, whether a man can be a feminist or not. And I, it, I think it really do depends on what branch of feminism, again, uh, you're into or you're trying to get into or whatever you're interested in. I really do have to say that feminism comes from within. And that historically we shouldn't uh, forget that it was a movement by women for women. And that's something to keep in mind. Like, uh, historically, women have been subordinates to the patriarchy. The patriarchy being the system, any type of system, social system, political system, economic system, women have always been behind that. And especially behind white cis men, C-I-S men, and... I really do think that's something to keep in mind in whatever branch of feminism you want to get into. Mm, I personally don't think that men can be feminist. And not like, it's a matter of, I think they can't, not that they shouldn't, you know? Because it's like, I, I think that feminism comes from within our own experiences and we uh, we branch it out into our lives, into our perspective. So I really do think that it's impossible 
for a man, whatever their um, sexual orientation may be, to fully understand what we're talking about when I when we say that we're feminist as women. Because they haven't, as, as far as they could have experienced, if they're part of the LGBTQIA plus community, there is no possible way that they've been oppressed systematically the way that us women have been all of our lives, you know? So I think um, since feminism comes from within our own experiences as women and we understand that it is something multidimensional and systematic, I really don't think that um, men or other people that do not consider themselves women can fully understand what we need in a support system of feminism. I really do think that they can be allies though, which is like kind of on the table for everyone to discuss whether a man can be an ally or not. I really do think that they can be an ally as far as or as long as their actions speak louder than their words. Because one thing is to say, yeah, I technically believe in the equality of the genders, but in their actions, they're always protecting people that are um, committing violence against women or against any other gender. So I think it really is a matter of, um, of actions against words. But really, who gives them the title of allies? I really do think that is something to keep within. And if they want to be an ally, like not just yell it into the void, into the world and say, oh, I'm a feminist ally. No, you're not, chat. Shut up and sit down unless you actually like call out your friends for being um, perpetrators of violence against women. So this is like the first misconception that has been um, undermining feminism is that a lot of people believe that feminists are all women and that they, they hate men. And there might be a branch, I'm not sure if there's a branch in uh, the name in, in English. Um, but in Spanish it's called Embrismo. They actually do hate men, but like systematically hate men and that's like a, one of the problematic branches of feminism but no us feminists don't hate men like in the same way that men systematically do hate women sometimes most of the time and we are not all we are all women or most of us are women um or like our gender i or we identify as women and you know i've seen i've seen some comments out there in social media and all of that that men especially and yes i'm talking about men that men especially are like um it's 2021 Obviously, uh, women are equal to men. 
Why do you still need to be a feminist if men and women are equal? It is said in various um, law papers, I don't know, laws and the constitution, I don't know, there have been some reforms to certain things. Now, I really don't think, like, I get it, like, on the surface, men are equal to women or women are equal to men. But it's that just as feminism comes from within, the systematic oppression of women also comes from within. So men are not equal to women. Women are not equal to men. Why? Because even though there are some documents protecting us, and I'm saying this under quotation marks, People don't really obey to those laws or those documents that are meant to protect us and they actually commit violence against us, you know? And it's something, this oppression, since it's systematic, it's not only about laws and documents and what should be, but what it is. It is cultural, it is social, it is so much more than what is meant to be. And we can actually clearly see this because if if women are equal to men, then why if someone abuses me and I go to the police, they don't believe me. And they say that it was my fault for dressing a certain way, for going out late, for being flirty with people. Why is it my fault that someone abused me? And what's, why is that being talked about and not the man or the other person that did it to me is being blamed? Why is it not, oh, he abused someone? Why is it always everything revolving around women when it is meant to be something negative? When it's meant to be the fault, it's always women. If women are equal to men, then why are there out people killing us just for being women? Just because we spoke our minds. Why is it that if women are equal to men, why if someone and men doesn't like me he instantly says oh she's got daddy issues why is it daddy issues why is it that i have daddy issues and not that my daddy was an incompetent father that is why we still need feminism because even though things are changing Things are changing in another sphere, in a political sphere, in a law sphere. And it is not changing in the individual sphere, in the community sphere. And perhaps, yeah, like some things are changing little by little. But we still need it. Because little by little is not enough. Little by little is not enough when we're getting killed, when we're getting abused. Little by little is not enough. If I have to stay home, if I don't feel safe waking up, little by little is not enough 
Because being born a woman, being born a woman, has become a synonym. To someone violating my rights, and let's not even talk about intersectionalism or something intersectional. There are certain groups that are most vulnerable, and you know what? Vulner vulnerability and vulnerability does not cancel each other. Uh uh, they sum each other, and then I become more vulnerable. That's why we still need feminism. Because I am a Latina woman. And I'm a Latina and I'm a woman. And I am part of the LGBTQ plus community. I am a target from whatever you may see. There's no way around. Just that. Because I think that sometimes people forget and yeah, people forget that women are human beings and more than that, that human beings are multidimensional, you know, because it's not just like, oh, you're a woman. No, it's like, oh, you're a woman and you have this certain type of economic uh, income and you have this, this, this um you are a disabled woman, you are part of this community, and it all adds up and becomes what wonderful women are out there. And those wonderful women out there are also a perfect target for systematic violence. That's why we still need feminism. Now, I really do, it's not like in my, um, personal bubble, experience, mind, thought process to actually like number out why we still need feminism, like um, how it helps women. Honey, it helps women in every way. <laughs> we don't have a full access to our rights. So economic, social and political rights, that's how feminism helps women. It decreases the number of child rights. It gains young girls the right to education. It gains women reproductive rights. It reduces the amount and effects of sex trafficking. It reduces feminicides. It helps reduce gender pay gaps. It reduces poverty within women. It reduces the amount of women dying during childbirth. It creates a sense of community. When women are more educated, science and technology are more likely to advance quickly. And I really shouldn't say this and shouldn't number out the reasons why feminism also help men. I really shouldn't. Because men, men should be decent human beings and say, women don't have the same rights as I do. I don't have to get anything out of it to approve of it. And that's something to take home today. You don't have to take something out of something for it to be okay. Men don't have to take out something out of feminism. But guess what? Us women are so nice that you also take something out of it. But this is also like for vulnerable men, so I guess that's okay. 
I love you, kings. So, feminism also gives men more of a chance of getting child custody. This is because society currently sees women as better at looking after children. So, obviously, there are some uh, cases where the kid should be put into first place and should um, be guaranteed safety, which may be with their dad. So, feminism um, gives them more of a chance of getting child custody. It also decreases suicide rates, since, you know, men have larger suicide rates because, toxic, because of toxic masculinity. It makes them think like they cannot share their emotions or their thoughts. Also, men are more likely to have healthy and long-lasting relationships where they, they are an equal to women. Also, men's sexual assault is also civilized as more of an issue. Uh, men can also work uh, shorter hours and are not expected to work to support their family as much. So we're all talking about toxic masculinity. Getting rid of toxic masculinity through feminism is also going to ultimately help men. And, you know, what I'm trying to say here is feminism doesn't take away men's rights. Us feminists don't hate men. For now. It doesn't make life harder for men. Because, you know, in an utopic way, there are no negatives to living in an equal world. And there are definitely no negatives to being a feminist or an ally. So there's that. We're also going to talk about... Um, some other stuff around feminism uh, later on because it also does have its own branches and there are some problematic branches and there are also like an ups and downs to the political um, involvement into feminism but we're going to talk about those in another episode as for now thank you so much for tuning in to diversify your narrative i hope you have a lovely day stay safe stay healthy, please wash your hands, use a face mask, drink water. I love you all. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for listening again and well, I'll see you or yeah, I'll see you and you'll listen to me in the next episode of Diversifying Your Narrative. Bye!